Thank you for our freedom. Father, we thank you that we are no longer slaves to sin. Yes, hallelujah. But in you, we are made free. Hallelujah. And not just free, we are totally and completely free. Praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And Lord, we thank you that each and every day you're teaching us how to walk in that freedom. Father, as we walk in that freedom this morning, Father, we release everything to you. Everything that kept us bound, everything that has kept us from moving when you have said move, everything that has kept us from speaking when you've told us to speak, everything, Father, that has prevented us from being successful in what you want for our lives, Father, we release that this morning. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom and there is liberty. So we break every chain this morning. We break every fetter. We cast out doubt. We cast out anything, Father, that's not like you right now. In Jesus' name. And we release the spirit of freedom. We release the spirit of praise. At the front and the back of the church, there are mics. giving you a word, a song, scripture, prophetic word, please feel free to approach the mic and to share what the Lord has put on your heart to share with his people.
stand up <clears throat> as I was worshiping. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, well, I'll preface that by quoting some scripture. Um, the scriptures are, are full of admonitions to love one another as He has loved us and to prepare our brothers and sisters what he wants me to share with you this morning. He says, I love you and I prefer you.
promises in his word they're good for a good ending for us standing in your love Yeah. 
was reflecting this morning on the omniscience, I guess, of God. He's more than just the God that created the universe and saved my soul through His Son. He lives in me, but He is in every everything. The Bible says, if they could, the rocks would cry out. Every every part of our creation. If God would leave and 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 leave this planet altogether, there would be nothing left. He is the very essence of life. We would all, everything would die in a matter of moments. He is our all. He is our all in all. The Word says you have magnified your Word. He is the very Word. He is the very essence of life. You have magnified your Word according to all your name. And I thought about me personally here. On the day I called, you answered me. You made me bold with strength and soul. I remember the day when I knelt down in, in the woods in front of a big tree and gave my heart to Jesus. You called me then, Lord. You answered me, and you made me bold with strength in my soul. Even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. And this always just makes me wonder says, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your books were all written the days that were ordained for me. When yet there was not one of them. He saw it all. He had a plan for me from before I was even born. So in the light of that, it's no wonder that every morning I speak these words to search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. Know my anxious thoughts and see if they're being hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting path. Lord, help me to stay on the narrow path that I might be able to serve you with a whole heart, constantly giving thanks for the things that you've done in me even before I was born. What an awesome God you are. Thank you so much for all you do and all you are. Love you, Lord. I'm going to read a chapter here in Ephesians 1, very same theme. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the very foundation of this world. Thank you, Lord. That we should be holy. And without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, 
according to the good pleasure of his will, the praise of his glory, of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth in him. In him we also have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of his works, all things according to the counsel of his will. That we might first, we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of His glory. In Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In Him also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He's a guarantee of our inheritance. Till the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Right before Mike got up and Dorothy, I was thinking about how Oh, how encouraging God is and how he encourages us through scripture over and over and over. And he encouraged the people back, back in the day (laughs) of the days of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and all of those people. And and I thought about this verse, Romans 11, 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. And then as I was, we were talking about standing in, in him and the strength of the Lord, I thought about what are we standing in, his love, and what does his love mean? And his love means that he sent, he sent his son as a lamb to rise again as the lion, and we are living in that. That is the depth of his love. Oh, how, oh, how, oh the depth of the riches of the wisdom of God. Revelation 5, 9 says, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. For you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. For we are a chosen people. We are royal priests and kings. We're a holy nation, God's very own possession. 
So as a result, we can show the goodness of God, for he called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light.
just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. So rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Thank you, Lord, that we live in this alternate reality. The reality of your kingdom as the world tries to mimic the metaverse and stuff, Lord. We can work in a whole different way like kingdom kids. You're the author and the finisher. And you that started a good work will finish it. But you loved us while we were still in sin. You left the 99 for us, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice for us, Lord. While we were yet sinners. There's nothing that can separate us from your love. Not even the wave that went over Peter when he walked on the water and started sinking. Not even the wave separated him from your love. Well, sometimes those waves are deep trials that we go through and situations that take place. But we have the body of Christ, which can come alongside and help us through these very difficult times. We can intercede, we can sow, we can fast, we can pray, we can stand, and we can reap. But today is a day of rejoicing. Yeah. For I'm going to read something, a testimony that this body has walked through a testimony that brings such great joy to my heart. Our associate pastor and worship leader, Brenda, sent this on Warrior Women and Signal. And I'm going to share it with you. For this is what the body is about, and this is where we're headed, and these are the things that we're going to be going through with other people. We have to have that love. So Brenda writes, as you know, in August of 2021, I was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. It has been a battle from day one, spiritually, physically, psychologically. And emotionally. And at times I have felt like I can't take on the world. And at others, I couldn't take it anymore. But I made it. 
after 12 rounds of chemo, a mastectomy, and 30 rounds of radiation therapy. As of yesterday, on February the 11th of 2023, there was no cancer detected. And yes, I have been shouting, I have been dancing, and I'm still crying tears of great joy. For this has been a hard-fought battle. And all of you have been by my side since day one. It's an honor to say that I am surrounded by fierce warriors who fight in their own special way, but accomplish the same purpose, to destroy the works of the kingdom of darkness and pulverize it. So Brenda says, I just can't stop crying. So, as the word of God states in Romans 12, we rejoice. <laughs> we rejoice with those who rejoice. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We rejoice with those who rejoice because we have wept with those who have wept. Your I want your all we've ever needed. Your all we want. Oh, I know that you are here. Your Thank you, Father, that Peter didn't look to the disciples. He looked to you. Amen. He looked to you. And you pulled him up out of the way. Help us to keep our focus. And you will. 
You draw us close. You draw us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Draw us close to you. Father, we are so, so grateful for you. What an honor and what a privilege it is to be your son in your house. Thank you for your presence. For there's nothing greater than to be with you. couple things come to me that were I was reminded of that I'd like to share with you. Um, one of them is we uh, I received a word several years ago about jots and tittles. Jots and tittles. And about being focused on the little things and not allowing little things to go by, whether it be in Scripture or something the Lord is showing us, 
speaking, because it's very easy to be insensitive to the Spirit of God. For instance, one of my very first open visions I ever had when I was a youth minister, it was after a youth group meeting on a Wednesday night. And Renee and I always ate dinner afterwards. And we went home and she made some food. And I was carrying it into the living room to sit down to watch the news. And just as I was getting ready to sit down, the Lord just gave me a quick, just seconds worth of vision. And I don't need to tell you what that was. That, that's not important. What was important to me at that time, not only was the vision, but awareness. It was so quick. It was, I was doing something else. And one of the things the Lord was communicating, if I was not paying attention, wasn't aware, I'd have missed it. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm talking about. We, we read Scripture sometimes and we miss some of the things that He's really wanting to impart to us. It's those jots and tittles, the dot of the I, the crossing of the T, those small, small things. Because there's a spirit, a demonic spirit of deception that is rampant in our culture within the body of Christ and a spirit of Jezebel that is twisting and perverting Christ, His Word, all kinds of things. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says, The serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field. He was more crafty. That word also means subtle. They can come in subtly. It's like with those little jots and tittles, with just little things. Those small foxes that get in to spoil the vine. He was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, woman, indeed, did God really say? Challenging God's word. This whole discourse is amazing. He said three sentences and changed the course of humanity. In three sentences. The serpent was more crafty. He was more subtle. The Bible tells us he comes as an angel of light. He appears what is right. Even when he came to Eve, he came as a created being. He didn't come as some, you know, ugly looking monster with a pitchfork and a pointy tail. He came as a God's created being. So we must pay very close attention. And I was reminded here... There was a song we were singing that just jolted my memory. And, and out of Acts chapter 19, and I've talked about this passage a lot, especially when we teach on identity. And it's where the seven sons of Sceva were trying to cast out demons. So let me read it. It's, it's Acts chapter 19, verse 13. It says, Some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place, attempted to name over those who had an evil spirit the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of one Sceva, 
a Jewish chief priest were doing this. What were they doing? They were trying to cast out demons using the name of Jesus. It didn't work very well for them. But I want you to notice something. These weren't Gentiles. These were Jews. These were Jews using the name of Jesus. You see, a lot of times we'll we'll just say there's power in the name of Jesus. Well, it didn't work for these guys. And they were Jews. They weren't Gentiles. They weren't heathens. They were Jews using the name of Jesus to as some kind of powerful talisman to cast out demons because they were seeing others do it. And what did the demon say? Verse 15, I recognize Jesus. I know him. We are well acquainted with Jesus. We're getting to know Paul. He's starting to cause us some problems. We're getting acquainted with him. And then he says, but who are you? Remember, they're Jews. They grew up in Judaism. They were trained in Judaism. They were schooled in it. Their father was a chief priest. And they're going around using the name of Jesus. And the demons had no recognition of them and what they're doing. And it was a very bad afternoon for these guys. Which also tells us demons know who is who. They are not scared because you go to church, because you read a Bible, because you can quote the entire Bible, or you can use the name of Jesus. They're not scared, nor frightened. So what was the difference? The name of Jesus doesn't mean just speaking Jesus. It means it is one who is submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You are under the name that that name represents, His authority. And when a child of God is born again, and He is submitted unto His authority, and then steps into that authority using His name, now they're scared. Now they're scared. But just going around saying the name of Jesus These were Jews. Isn't that interesting? Bruce, I asked Bruce last week if he would come and share a testimony. He's, uh, he's disappearing. In, um, would you come up and, and share and just tell what the Lord's doing here in your life too? And So, it's on. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, I shared last uh, Sunday after church with Joe about my adventure and journey with the Lord over the last uh, year and a half. Um, in the past, 
I have tried to lose weight on my own and have failed. But I finally got to a point of desperation. And I called out to the Lord and said, Lord, I need your help. And lo and behold, he helped me. (laughs) So keep it short, but over the last year and a half or so, um, I've been on a journey, like I said, of losing weight, and it's to his glory. I'm not a very good speaker, I apologize, but uh, he has called me to testify to the love of God and and the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done in my life, so I can't keep silent. (laughs) Amen. Um, So anyway, long story short, I've lost 95 pounds. Amen. Awesome. And I'm now wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> we won't hold that against you. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's it's not anything of my doing. I just have to give the Lord all the credit for what he's done in my life. And not only that, but just, you know, um, I've given him the control so that the food now has no control in my life. Um uh, and I, I just, I have to give him all the credit. It's nothing I've done. Uh, I called out to him, and he answered, as he always does. Um, so I just want to encourage anybody else that is struggling with that in their life, that it is possible. All things are possible. Yeah, amen. Amen. So just give it to him. Um, don't hold on to it, because that's, that's what will keep you where you're at. If you want to move, you have to give it to him. And he'll take you places where you never thought you would go before. Amen. And I'd like to, if I got just a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, here a while back, the Lord had spoke to me. And he asked me, I felt, to ask someone if I could help them out. And so I did. And that was rejected. And I thought, wow, Lord, did I really hear from you? So I questioned him. And when you ask the Lord things, he will tell you things. (laughs) So what he told me was this. He said, I did not ask you to be responsible for the outcome. I asked you to be obedient. So I did what he asked, even though the outcome was different than what I thought it should be. So that's why you can't. Uh, put your own human reasoning into it because God's ways are above our ways. And even though that outcome was different, he still taught me a lesson. So if you want to learn the lesson, the Lord will teach you a lesson. All you have to do is ask. (laughs) Uh, Amen. Thank you. That's awesome, Bruce. Thank you. Yeah, I love that, that testimony there at the end, too. It's so important that we don't just judge outcome by our obedience to the Lord. Let Him do that. He's the one that produces the fruit or whatever. You know, when we uh, when when we minister to other people or we share the gospel or uh, tell others about Christ or whatever, it's it's not up to us to get them to you know receive and be born again. That's the Holy Spirit draw that draws people and. I'm a firm believer that every human being is going to have an opportunity to receive Christ in their lifetime. 
And however God does that, whether it's through dreams, visions, using nature, whatever he does to do that, and, um, and nobody will be able to say, I didn't have the opportunity. And God's a God of opportunity. You know, we have an opportunity right now. We have an, we'll have an opportunity when we leave here of what are we going to do? What are we going to say? How are we going to, and if are we going to follow Christ? Before the message this morning, I want to I talk about um, something that I've been, and I, you've probably seen these, uh, these ads that are on social media, that are on TV. They've been going for about a year now. And, um, you know, there's, if you've watched, how many of you, you don't have to say watch TV, but you've seen some Christian-like commercials on TV or even on social media. Anybody? And there seems to be several of them, right, in different ministries. Franklin Graham's out there that does one. There's, there's some other ministries that are doing it. But this one that, um, that I've seen, it's, it just piqued my interest. Like, who, who are these people? What are they actually doing? What are they saying? And um, one of the things I do too often is I didn't do anything with it until just this last week. And I was like, I've got to check into this because it just bothers me. You know, I, I, when the Lord highlights something, you know, he wants you to investigate that. And so there's, uh, there'll be two of these ads if you watch the Super Bowl. I heard that there was a little football tag game going on this afternoon or something. Anybody know anything about that football game that's being played? If you watch the Super Bowl, they're scheduled to have at least two of these ads in it. And it is a campaign that's called He Gets Us. How many of you have seen these commercials or social media uh, things about He Gets Us? Um, so it, it's a, a pair of ads that will be on the Super Bowl. Uh, you'll be seeing more of these. There's billboards. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, there, there's a, at least a three-year campaign, and uh, they plan to spend a billion dollars in this campaign. You, did you know that the Super Bowl ad, 30-second ads, are $7 million this year? $7 million. So uh, I'm going to do my best to show you a couple videos, and then let's talk about it. You'll have to see an ad first, probably. I spent 15 years of my career finally creating a digital notebook. Remarkable. I want you to see that phrase.
Okay, let's watch this one. Sorry, I messed that up. So what do you think? The first video said Jesus struggled to make ends meet. Where does the Bible say that? Now here's a real common one, the one I just showed you, that Jesus was a refugee. And that's the, when you go to their website and you see this video, that's the exact verse that they send you to. You're quiet. What do you think? You know, it's like, especially that last one, how they're showing all the people like on their trail to the United States. And, and Jesus is just like one of them. He, he doesn't care about borders or laws. He was a refugee just like, it's okay. When you go to their website, one of the things you'll see is how did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people? He gets us. On their Twitter page, they say this, given today's increasingly divisive and mean-spirited world, we are all seeking something better. He gets us. All of us. And this. What would the world look like if we stopped trying to drown out hate with more hate? 
if we cut through the clamor with love like Jesus. On NPR, they said this, how did the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group? Let's watch one more. Whoops. What do you think? Give give me some more feedback. Did he want everybody to be filled with compassion? Is that like a priority of his? What were you going to say, Alita?
Jana. Yeah, Lori. Yeah, there's a lot of powerful, because everything they've done is, is high quality. It's, it's very high quality. Their videos, their website, their marketing campaign is all very, and, and like I said, they've got a billion dollars there in this. But when you see the video and the words, it's, there's so much contradictory stuff about the real Jesus. Did you have something? Okay, Delinda's been raising her hand back there for a while. I've been doing my best to ignore her, but she's made it very difficult.
Yeah, I was going to show that. It shows a pregnant teenager looking at a test in the bathroom. Then she's just holding her head like she can't believe she's pregnant. And it's relating it to Mary and to, and to Jesus. And talking about Joseph deciding not to marry Jesus, but to help her raise the baby. Mary, yeah. Not to marry Mary, but to help her raise the baby. So it's, it's bringing Jesus down to this humanistic level of identification with culture and what's going on. And he gets us. He knows us. Let's hang out with him. He's a great guy to hang out at the table and eat with. But no, there's no talk about repentance. Even They don't even use the word sin, right? They use the word error. They don't want to be offensive. It's, it's making Jesus very palatable, you know, to, to culture. And you could tell it's, it's almost aimed at younger type of a generation as well. Somebody have their hand up back here. Yes, amen. And speaking of the lie, so there is no lie if there's no truth. The lie depends on truth for it to exist. That's why you have to use a little bit of truth to bring in that twist and that, that perversion. Anybody else have a comment? And then I want to I tell you who's behind this and financing it. Yeah. I want to put a little twist on this, okay? The left doesn't do anything unless they're scared. Who's rising up as an army for the Christians? And they're doing what they need to do to suddenly water it down. Yep, yep. And along with that, it, it's not even just a left agenda, because the body of Christ has been infiltrated. Mm-hmm. Like, to a severe level with Marxism, Marxism and communism, socialism, social justice. It's, it's really, really, really bad. One last comment. Anybody else? Okay. You're going to bring the Bible into this then. Amen. Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Excellent. Steve. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, it's always somewhat helpful, right, to find out, like, where's all this money coming from? Who's financing it? Who's kind of behind it? So the organi- organization says it's an initiative of the Servant Foundation, also known as the Signatory. Has anybody heard of the Signatory? They're in Overland Park. Kansas. So... They have said it's an endowment fund that's controlled 
by Church of the Servants Elected Foundation Board and managed by the Oklahoma United Methodist Foundation. There's your message. I mean, the Methodist Church is really a disaster right now. And they've got a split going on and all of this kind of thing. It's a perfect campaign for the United Methodist Church. Well, no, there's at least five main families that are that are financing this. And the donors are anonymous except for the Green family that owns Hobby Lobby. They are behind this. Yep. What's his name? David? Is it David Green? I forgot his first. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one that I, I'm aware of when I was kind of looking into this that was one of the families that came out and was very vocal and, and talked about it and said that he was financing this too. So here, I, I, here I'm just going to give you just a few little points that came to mind as I was kind of going through this that I was getting, right? And, and there's a lot more, but I don't want to take a lot of time but there's just a just a handful of things that came to me that they were pre- that was that was coming across like they were presenting that the majority of Christians are haters they're angry people and they don't know the real Jesus but but it's see and they don't talk about the hate Jesus received and, and first of all hate's a hate is a a pet peeve of mine because Nobody defines it. It's just haters, haters, and there's so much hate. Well, how do you define hate? And who gets to define hate? Who gets to tell us, well, I'm talking about in culture, who gets to tell us that it's hate? And then how do you define it? What is it? You know, so I, I just, that's a pet peeve of mine. When they, when that's a buzzword, they throw out that word hate, and I'm already on alert, like, okay. Some of the things about Jesus, they're just not true, and they take they twist Scripture and, and take it out of context to to bring Jesus to relate to us instead of bringing people up to, to him. Jesus is just shown as a good man, an example of a kind and compassionate man, not a savior. Huh? That's why this, well, I think, will appeal to a lot of different people. Jesus is shown, and, and Delinda said this, is shown as a social justice warrior. Jesus is shown as someone who tolerates the behavior of everybody and welcomes them at their table. I have a scripture that says don't even eat with such a one. And then there was no repentance, no change, no salvation. All of that said, I'm not going to get to my message this morning. That's not what I was going to say. But with all of that said, I know a lot of you know this, but I want to say it anyway, and then I want to pray. God can use anything and anybody at any time, at any place to to reach their heart and draw them to him. He used Jehovah Witness material to lead me to him. I'm a living testimony that God can use anything, anywhere, at any time to lead people to him. And that's what I want to pray. 
that with all of this junk, that when millions and millions of people are watching, even around the world, the Super Bowl today, and they see that ad, here's something, I want to add this. When God called me to preach, I argued with him, and one of the things I told him was, I don't know enough. And I don't, it makes me just, my hair on my body just stands up even now. I don't know enough, and I don't want to say anything that would mislead somebody. And he reminded me of the Jehovah's Witness material that he used to reach my heart. And he said, how did I lead you to me? And I said, well, that Jehovah's Witness material. He said, was everything in there correct? I said, no. And then he said this, I love this, and neither will everything you say be correct. But I can take what you do say that's correct, and I can use it to reach people's hearts. Now that's powerful. That's a powerful God. We can't do that kind of stuff. But he can. So I want to pray that when people see this, that they spend money on it, that their agenda would just crumble and God would burst through to that and reach people's hearts with that. Did you have something? Sure. Yeah. Did you just have it? Is this recent? During song time today, and I'm like, this doesn't fit in. Oh, okay. Like, okay, I'll just keep this to myself till later. So the Lord showed me a wall. Actually, the wall was a dam. A huge dam that went on. It was kind of like your net. It went as far mm-hmm. as you could see either way. And there were believers, real believers, that were down toward the bottom of this dam. And every one of us had a dental pick. Do you know what a dental pick is? <laughs> that is the thing the dentist. Anyway. And so we're down there in the mortar, and we're going scrape, 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 scrape. Because each one of the bricks, you ever seen a brick has the, the name of the manufacturer? Every brick said lie. Every one of the bricks said it's lie. And the mortar, kind of like a Roadrunner commercial or cartoon, the mortar was made by the deception company. And we were there with our little dental picks going pick, pick, pick. And every time we picked at the, at the mortar, may the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the periods. He removes kings and appoints kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to people of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells in him. And I heard everybody, every time they picked that mortar, that's what they would quote. And then he took me up to the top of the dam. And what I could see behind the dam was God's righteousness, God's salvation, God's moral standard. For as far as I could see, that's what the water was behind the Mm. dam. And as we picked and we picked and we said the scripture, pretty soon the dam began to crumble. And the water started to come through faster and faster and faster. So fast that the enemy, the power of darkness, could not manufacture lies. They could not create lies and manufacture deception fast enough to patch the dam. Amen. And when the dam burst, it was the standard of God that flooded. I won't tell you the part about the martyrs. (laughs) Save that for another day. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome.
Yeah. Amen. Are you stretching or are you raising your hand? That's right. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much, Lord God. Thank you for men and women across this nation that love you, that are committed to you, that are serving you, doing their best to follow you, and for this congregation. I thank you so much, Lord God. Father, may you pierce through by the Spirit of God through these ads, even today during the Super Bowl, that just the truth the little nugget of truth that comes through these ads that you would take and reach people's hearts all across this country and countries around the world that are watching. Father, I ask you for dreams and for visions, just like you reached me through the lie. Through most of the lie, you used a little bit of truth that was there to reach my heart. If you would do that, Father, once again, you would move on people all over. We would see a revival and an awakening in the land. The, the body of Christ needs to be revived and return to their Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and recommit to them in an awakening across our land, Father God. I thank you for the boldness that you've given us, the courage, and the truth that you have given us. And may we continue to stand boldly, to speak boldly, to act boldly for your truth, Lord, regardless of the names that were called and the things that are said about us or, or even done, Father, that we would continue to follow you. And may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. Go Chiefs! Love you guys. Blessings to you. Enjoy your afternoon. Have a good life until I see you next time. And then we're going to get back talking about Adam and Eve again and some stuff, some stuff. Yeah, absolutely.